You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, episode number 62. Can you hear my baby screaming in the background? (laughs) Hey guys, happy Monday. I have a cool episode this week. Uh, This week is actually all about formula. Can you believe it? I hope you can because formula is great. I'm very pro formula (laughs) on my page. You guys know that I breastfeed uh, my young, I'm a breastfeeding mom right now. I breastfeed my youngest, Um, but we are very inclusive at Mommy Labor Nurse um, when it comes to formula feeding. Personally, I have given both of my children now formula. Um, My first, uh, if you've been following me for a little while, you probably know my struggles that I dealt with with my first one. He just had weight gain issues in the beginning and we supplemented with formula throughout his whole first year of life. And I had a lot of feelings about that. I had a lot of guilt. Um, Formula and I were not friends back then. I saw it kind of as the enemy and that I always wanted to wean him off of that formula. So I did a billion things to try and up my milk supply. I was really, really stressed out as a result of it. And finally came to terms with our feeding journey kind of near the end of his first year. Um, But yeah, definitely struggled with it and wished I had like talk to someone like Mallory who are who we're having on the podcast today um, to just understand that it is not an enemy. It is just another option. So yeah, have given both of my children formula now. I started Rylan and I haven't actually even shared this that I have given Rylan formula on my page, but I just started giving him a little bit of formula like a few days ago, like last week, because he and I have been struggling (laughs) with the nursing uh, lately and yeah, just kind of needed a little bit of a break. He's very distracted, um, and I've tried all the tricks, and he just, yeah, he's not super into nursing anymore, and it's been kind of stressful, and I just kind of made the decision after talking to Mallory, actually, that, you know, this is an option. It's not something to look down upon, um, and maybe I give him a little bit of formula. I primarily wanted to give him some formula because number one, he's been fighting me. So kind of what our routine has been is I like nursing him at night when he's drowsy and he's sleepy. That's fine. He doesn't fight me at all then. And in the morning, he's still also kind of drowsy. So I don't mind in the morning, but you can hear him screaming in the back. (laughs) But throughout the day, he's very distracted especially when Walter is home. He doesn't go to school when Walter's here. He's very distracted. I have to go into his room upstairs in the dark and nurse him for him to like focus on nursing. So it's either that I close myself off in a room and, you know, sit my other kid downstairs and tell him, you know, not to bother us. And then it, you know, I start, I get mad at Walter if he comes up and like bothers us. And then that's like stressful or a pump and, Pumping is pumping. I just don't like to do it all day long. So shout out to the exclusive pumpers who do that all day long because pumping every single day, multiple times a day has been rough on me. So that's kind of what our routine was, is I would nurse him when it wasn't stressful and then I would pump and give him pumped milk. Um, But yeah, always felt like I was like playing catch up. 
Um, because another factor of it is that I had mastitis. You guys know this. I had mastitis a couple months ago and I had to take quite a bit of milk out of the freezer and my milk supply did come back up, but it was, it's never been to where it was. I have to pump a lot longer, um, ever since I had mastitis and it just, it's never been, I make enough for him. I make, I make enough for him, but it's never been like an abundance like it was. So that's stressful in and of itself. So yeah, I kind of was just feeling ready to try out maybe another option and started to think about formula without any feelings of like guilt or failure or anything. And yeah, I reached out to Mallory just to get just to ask her some questions and get her take on everything. And she, of course, the lovely person that she is, uh, sent me a very nice email back and validated all of my feelings that I was having. <laughs> and yeah, so I gave him a little bit of formula um, last week. And some days I give it to him, some days I don't. The lesson that I've learned from it is that I, I feel like just by giving it to him and just having that other option there, I feel like way, way less stressed out that it's not all on me. I do have this option that I can give him a little bit of formula if I'm feeling stressed out or I can pump. And you know what? If my milk supply continues to go down, it's okay. He's still getting a little bit of breast milk. And we're going to continue with breast milk and possibly formula for as long as I feel like I want to do that. I've kind of decided that the most important factor here is my happiness and my stress level. And Ryland does not give two craps about what's in his bottle. <laughs> so if that's going to be formula or that's going to be pumped milk, like it's, it's kind of whatever I decide. But yeah, it feel it actually feels so refreshing to not be enemies with formula anymore, just kind of seeing it as another option. And it's there if I need it. And it's, you know, I don't have I can use it, I don't have to use it. So yeah, um, formula has been has been great. <laughs> It's been really, really great. So yeah, that was a tangent. And the reason why I'm talking about formula, like I said, this episode is all about formula and I'm having Mallory, the formula mom on my podcast. Mallory has actually been on the podcast before. She shared in episode 22, she shared her struggles with postpartum depression. If you want to go back and listen to that episode, and we didn't talk about her as the formula formula mom then because she wasn't the formula mom back then. Um, but she does talk about her kind of backstory. If you after you listen to this episode, you want to go back and hear her first episode. It's episode 22. But Mallory is coming on today. Mallory is a mom of two, educator, advocate, and certified infant feeding tech. She's the face behind The Formula Mom, an online platform that helps new parents make informed, confident, and supported infant feeding decisions without guilt or shame. I just love her. Like I said, I emailed her and we t and we chatted and she just she's just great. <laughs> she can be found on Instagram at the Formula Mom or on her website at www.theformulamom.com. So, I wanted to do this episode um because like I said, we're very inclusive of formula feeding and breastfeeding and whatever kind of way that you want to feed your baby. So, I figured we've had a fair share of breastfeeding episodes here on the podcast. Why not devote one to formula? So, today Mallory talked to us about her journey to becoming the formula mom and kind of what she does, some statistics. 
We talked about what you should do, the, some of the first things that you should do if you're considering switching to formula. We talked about how it could be a trial and error process. We talked about guilt and feelings, you know, revolving around formula because that's a big one that a lot of people feel like I did with Walter. So yeah, I think it was a really great episode. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode with Mallory, the formula mom. You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where we firmly believe in the power of education when it comes to giving birth. Tune in each week as we dive into pregnancy-related topics, expert interviews, and a variety of birth stories. As a reminder, anything you hear on this podcast is not medical advice. Please see mommylabornurse.com slash disclaimer for more details. And now, here's your host, educator, registered nurse, and fellow mom, Liesl Teen. Hi, Mallory. Welcome to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's such a pleasure. I really appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, yeah. So Mallory and I, you've been on the podcast before, I don't know, mm-hmm. probably a year-ish ago or something yeah, like that. So yeah, so you're, you know, second second time on here now, which is pretty cool. Um, so for those of you know, our listeners who didn't listen to your first episode, which we kind of know you as a different name now. <laughs> yes. So the people listening to this episode maybe didn't listen to your first episode. So can you just tell mm-hmm. our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you're from, your family, all the what you ate for breakfast? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure, absolutely. So I'm Mallory. Uh, you may know me on Instagram as the Formula Mom, but um, beyond that, I'm a mom of two. I have a an almost four and a half year old and a one and a half year old. And, um, my biggest joy in my life is helping moms feel better about formula feeding. And so I had previously talked in my last episode about how much the decision to exclusively formula feed my second child, um, made such a difference for me in terms of my history of postpartum depression and, um, decided to sort of run with that and and formalize it in a way that I can now help other moms and other families that are in that same sort of situation. Yeah, no, and it's amazing. I mean, I think what you're doing on Instagram and just social media is is big props to you because you're right. There's really, yeah, there's really, there's so many breastfeeding pages. And I mean, I'm a breast, mm-hmm. I, I breastfeed, I'm breastfeeding right now. There's so many yeah. breastfeeding pages out there, which is awesome. You know, breastfeeding mm-hmm. moms need lots of support, but oh there's really gosh, no formula feeding. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do? And, and to your point, there's so many moms who eventually use formula or use formula mm-hmm. from the beginning. So it's like, right. we need that education out there. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost Absolutely. like I equate it to like safe sex. <laughs> like, no, like, for sure. Absolutely. Like, yes. It's like, there's this idea somehow that if we, if we don't tell people how to do it well or how to do it safely, they won't do it. When in fact they just do it and they they do it, you know, secretly and incorrectly and unsafely and with a bunch of stress. And it's like, that's not a good situation. That's not what we want to be encouraging. Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Well, this brings me to kind of the first question that I just want to ask you about your journey to becoming the formula mom on social media, I guess we've already kind of gone over it a little bit, but how did you even Mm -hmm. get the idea? And like, just tell me about your, your journey. 
Absolutely. So I have been sort of informally the the formula mom in my group of friends for four okay. plus years now. And so yeah. it got to a point where it would be like, I would get a text from someone and be like, hey, you don't know this person, but my friend, Emily or whoever is having trouble and she wants to switch to formula, but she doesn't know where to start. Can you talk to her? Yeah. And so I'd be like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And then as that continued, I was like, you know, it is obvious that there is a missing piece here in terms of support and education around formula feeding. For sure. And, you know, I had seen accounts like you and, and some others that really combined support and education well and provided a platform for women to get that education where they already are, which is social media. And yeah. so, um, and also through my experience with the trouble I had breastfeeding with my first and the postpartum depression that I had associated with the pressure to breastfeed and all of that, I had felt for a long time, like I wanted to make something good come of that situation, something good come out of the trouble that I had and the struggle that I had and the trauma, frankly. And for a long time, I was like, well, what could it be? I don't know. And then it, it all sort of came together in this idea of what if I created this platform where I could offer women support um, and the type of support that I would have wanted four years ago. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, oh, I started it and it's, it's really resonated with people. And I really am grateful for the opportunity to almost minister to, to new moms in that way. Yeah, no, I love it. I mean, every single person that I've sent to you that has DM mm-hmm. me, you know, like I'll get DMs yeah. every once in a while after I share you and they're just like, Oh my God, thank you. So like, this is such a blessing <laughs> to find her. Blah, blah. And yeah. I'm like, Oh, I know. I love her too. She's just so great. <laughs> I appreciate it. All right. It. Well, let yeah. Well, let's go into this. Let's go into some of the bulk of what we're going to be talking yeah. about today in regards to formula. Um, mm-hmm. So let's talk about some stats. So, how many moms will use formula eventually for their babies? Yeah. So the CDC reports that by six months, seventy-five percent of infants have had formula of some kind whether that's exclusively formula feeding or supplementing, whatever else. And it's interesting because that's essentially flipped from what happens at the beginning when they're in the hospital. So 86%, 84%, um, over 80% of babies are um, originally given breast milk in the hospital. And then by six months, 75% are on some sort of formula. Um, And so there's sort of this disconnect where I think a lot of people don't realize that the great majority of parents end up using formula by six months. We can assume that that number is even higher by the time you get to a year. Um, But because people don't talk about it, I think a lot of people don't realize that the number is actually that high. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. And I think it's like you said, you said it best that it's not just people are totally switching to formula. Mm -hmm. It's like they're supplementing. I mean, they're, you know, Still breastfeeding, but they're doing a bottle here and there, or they're slowly yeah, transitioning sure. to formula. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's a missing piece of the conversation is that so much of the, you know, fed is best, breast is best debate, whatever, is so black and white. And the majority yeah. of people do end up doing some sort of combination of the two. Um, yeah. And in a lot of ways, formula can be supportive, um, especially yeah. in the beginning toward uh, establishing a breastfeeding relationship in some cases. So it yeah. needs to be more nuanced. <laughs> It does. It does. It needs to be more of a narrative of like, this is another, this isn't, if I'm giving my baby formula, it's not me failing as a mom. It's just, it's another option. Mm -hmm. You know, I I think that's what a lot of, and we'll get, we'll get more to that in the episode. 
and just the kind of the thoughts that that go along with that whole narrative. But yeah, I think mm-hmm. I, I wish we could change that that narrative of like this is a fail, bad, bad. And I this yes, is the yes, next yes. question that we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. we can let's try and debunk the the formula is poison narrative because yeah. I know that some of the accounts that I even still follow mm-hmm. um, that are super pro breastfeeding uh, have that. Maybe it's not that's what mm-hmm. the headline says. So that formula is poison, but yeah. that's the narrative. That's what that, that's, mm-hmm. you know, don't give your baby formula. It's like chew everything right. you can to not give your baby formula. Mm-hmm. So I want you to elaborate on this because I know that that's something that you're very passionate about. <laughs> Debunk, I, I debunking am. that. I am because that narrative hurts families. It hurts women. Um, yeah, I am really passionate about it. So I will say upfront that I wholeheartedly believe that if it's possible, if it works for you, if it's priority for you, that breast milk is the ideal first food for infants. It's created specifically for them. It's a great option. It has some bioactive components like antibodies and hormones that formula can't have. So I like to say that upfront, you will never hear me say formula is better than breast milk. Yeah. But I think sometimes we go way too far in that direction and we get to this formula is poison narrative, which is just not true. Um, And there are a couple of reasons why that's not true. So number one is that formula is the single most um, strictly regulated food product that you can buy. So there is nothing else that you can buy that has been through more safety testing, more nutrient testing, more packaging testing than baby yeah. formula. And that's because, you know, it's, it's regulated by the food and drug administration. And so formula is essentially treated like a medical product versus just, you know, like an apple at the store. So oh. that's one reason. Uh, the second reason is that it is the most nutrient dense item that you can buy. So I always encourage parents if, you know, if they're, if they drink a protein shake or a superfood shake to compare the back of that to your baby's formula. And you will find that it's, essentially the same formula is completely, completely chock full of vitamins, minerals, essential fatty acids, prebiotics, in some cases, probiotics, carbs, fat, um, protein. I mean, it has perfect macros, uh, if you're, if you're into that sort of thing. And so I honestly think the, the formula is poison idea comes from people who've never really looked at the label or yeah. who've never really understand understood how the label um, reflects all of those nutrients that's in the formula. And so, you know, sometimes people will look at, at baby formula and they'll say, well, why is there a vegetable oil in baby formula? Mm-hmm. Babies don't need vegetable oil. And it's because babies mm-hmm. need fat because there's fat in breast milk and mm-hmm. the vegetable oil provides fat and calories and essential fatty acids like um, omega threes that help the brain. And so Mm -hmm. I think honestly, it's a lack of information. I think sometimes it's just a fear mongering tactic. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, if we can get women to breastfeed by making them fearful of formula, then, Mm -hmm. you know, some people want to do that. Um, and I also think some of it is that formula has improved over time and formulas Mm -hmm. from back in the day did not used to be as high quality as they are now. And, um, you know, it's continually improved. And the formula that we have right now is the best that it's ever been. And it's literally the healthiest thing you could buy at the store. So hopefully that helps to to debunk that myth a little bit. Definitely not poison. Yeah, I will agree with you on that. There's nothing, 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 nothing in any FDA regulated formula that is going to poison 
or harm your baby long-term and nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Well, okay. This next one is if I am someone who is thinking of switching to formula, what are some of the first things that I should even do? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's a great question. I would say first is identify sort of what your feeding goals are and what your, um, what your priorities are in terms of switching to, to, to formula or supplementing with formula. And I will say, if you are wanting to supplement because you want to, that's great. If you are feeling like you need to supplement, but you don't want to definitely get the help of a lactation consultant or someone similar, um, because there are a lot of things that women can do. Um, if it is important to them not to use formula, but let's say that you're interested in supplementing with formula, you want to, you know, give yourself a break (laughs) by doing that. Um, I, I counsel women to look really at two things. So the first is what does your baby need? So for example, if you've had to cut dairy out while you're breastfeeding, you're likely going to want a formula that has um, less allergenic milk proteins, or you might want a hyperallergenic formula. Um, If your baby has a lot of reflux, you might want to consider a formula that is thickened with rice starch and helps it sit a little bit heavier in the stomach, things like that. So number one, think through what you've learned about your baby during your nursing journey and how that may translate into the type of formula that you want to get. And then second, I encourage women to think through what's just personally important to them. Is it important that they get an organic formula? Is it important to them that they can go and grab the formula at a store? Uh, Is it important to them that they can, you know, set up a subscribe and save sort of subscription service that they don't even have to think about it? Um, I think sometimes formula gets this one size fits all reputation when in reality, there are a lot of variables that you can choose based on what's important to you and what your baby needs. And so figuring out that list before you go into the formula aisle can really help narrow down and make things less overwhelming. I love it. That makes so much sense. (laughs) <laughs> like just, just yeah. makes so much concrete sense. I love it. Yeah. All right. So that leads us kind of into the next one of it being sort of a trial and error process. Mm-hmm. So is that, that's really the question. Is it, is finding the right formula? Is it a trial and error process or is there, are there certain brands that are better than like, is mm-hmm. it that you should, you know, if you can afford an organic brand, you should get mm-hmm. an organic brand or, or like, is there just the best one? Mm-hmm. What, what about that? Yeah. So I always say there is not a, a best formula in the sense of every baby should be on X formula yeah. if they can be. Um, the best formula is the one yeah. that works for your baby and that you feel comfortable giving and it meets your, your yeah. values and your priorities. Um, a lot of formula is trial and error, but there are, there are things that you can pay attention to before you just randomly pick one that can help limit the number of trials that you may have to do. And okay. that's okay. a lot of what I do in my personalized formula recs that I, that I do with customers or clients is helping them figure out sort of the type of formula that's going to work for them, the brands that they feel comfortable with and giving them four choices um, so that it's not so much trial and error. Um, Mm -hmm. And I try, I try to provide some of that information through Instagram as well so that, you know, we can reduce the number of moms that are standing in the formula aisle crying, which was my experience with my first daughter being like, I do not even know what to pick. And the marketing too is, 
yes. is really tough because all of them are like, I'm closest to breast milk. I, you right. know, this formula helps with brain development. This formula right. has, you know, lactoferrin or whatever else. And so yeah. it's hard. Um, and I have on my, um, on my page, a free formula guide for parents to download, to help them try to narrow down, even just based on, you know, these are formulas that I think are good for really new babies who have different needs mm-hmm. than, than um, older infants. Or these are really good formulas for babies that have more sensitive stomachs or whatever else. Um, mm-hmm. Because it is, it is a bit of trial and error, but there are also things that you can look for before you pick um, that can yeah. make the process a little easier. So it's not like as overwhelming, you're saying? It doesn't have to be, is what I'm yeah. saying. But if we can give moms support and education around how they should go about picking a formula, we can reduce some Mm -hmm. of the trial and error. Love it. Love it. All right. Well, this next one, we're going to talk about some of the feelings associated with with switching the formula because that is very common. (laughs) Yes. It's sad, sad, but it's Mm -hmm. true. Um, So what is one thing that you wish someone who is feeling guilty about switching to formula knew or what? what are many things <laughs> because there that is I think yeah. pro- arguably probably probably the, the strongest feeling that a lot mm-hmm. of would feel is just guilt when they when they end up switching or when they think about switching yeah I I could talk like five hours on this so I'll try to, <laughs> I'll try to keep it uncomfortable but um first I would want them to know that those sort of feelings are really common that, um, and a lot of those feelings come from, from living in this breast is best sort of culture. Um, and that, you know, we have been conditioned in a lot of ways to feel like, like we have to give our babies breast milk if we really love them. Um, which is so, so hard and so damaging. So first letting them know that those feelings are really common, that it's okay to feel those feelings. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel relieved. It's okay to feel frustrated. It's okay to feel, um, you know, any number of things when you're, when you're talking about making a change this big and it is a big change. I mean, feeding your infant is like a third of your life. Those first couple of months. Uh, Yeah. yeah. It's like they sleep, they, you change their diaper and you feed them. It's one of the three. Right. And so (laughs) like, of course, if you make that big of a change in that big of an area of your baby's life, you're going to have feelings associated with it. So letting people know that it's common. I think after that, um, I try to just equip parents with the information that they need so that they can evaluate the research themselves on what the benefits really are, not only about breastfeeding or not, but also about having an emotionally available, responsive caregiver. And for me, that was what was most helpful, was being able to really sit back and say, this is what the research says about these benefits of breastfeeding, which exist. But this is what the research yeah. says about, you know, me being a present, happy, functional mom. And yeah. these benefits of me being a happy, functional mom are bigger. And so if switching to formula means that I can be more of that sort of mom, then that's a win, not only for me, but Let's for do also it. for Ooh, my yeah. yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, helping them really think through that. And then I do think part of it is just the formula education of helping moms understand the ingredients that are in formula and why they're in there, that they're not poisoned and that, um, you know, every ingredient that's in there is in there for a purpose specifically to support their baby's development. And, you know, here's how, here's why. Uh, I think that's part of it too. 
Well, I I recently saw this quote on your Instagram. You can't believe in a person's right to bodily autonomy and be Mm anti-formula. And I personally 100% agree with this. But you mm-hmm. can you elaborate more on that post and what that means? Because I think that makes mm-hmm. I, when I when you posted that I was like, yes, you go yeah. girl. Like that makes so much <laughs> yeah. totally. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's always interesting when I post things like that because I'm like, oh, this this could get a little political. Like, I don't know. But you yeah. know, I think we're seeing yeah. a lot of that right now. Um yeah in COVID time with masking, you you can't force me to wear a mask or, you know, you can't force me to get vaccine, whatever else. Um, This conversation comes up a lot in the the pro-life versus pro-choice movement and not even talking, discussing any beliefs about any of that. I think there is this, this fundamental idea that each person is individually in charge of what they are going to do with their own body. And generally, we don't tolerate um, people being forced to do with their body something that they don't want to do. Um, And yet at the same time, the the powers that be don't tend to treat breastfeeding the same way. And I don't understand that. And that's basically what that quote Mm -hmm. was about of like, you know, Mm -hmm. how can we agree as a society that pressuring somebody to do something they don't want to do with their body is bad? Um, Mm -hmm. but then at the same time we turn around and create this intense spiral of pressure toward breastfeeding, um, Mm -hmm. without acknowledging that it is the woman's right to choose what she does with her boobs and that it really is. is, And that creating pressure around that, um, to me is unethical, but I know other people feel very toxic. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I totally, totally agree. Like I, what, um, my I was talking to my therapist about about this, yes. and she is. She said when she was like, "I for I formula fed because when I was pregnant, I mm-hmm. felt like I gave up my body for my mm-hmm. baby, and I was she you know had a lot of yeah. like mental health issues because of it." She said, mm-hmm. "I could not physically, mentally, emotionally give up my body in any way, no. shape, or form, and that is why I I formula fed." And I, she was like, "I felt." I felt great about it. Yeah. And I think that's like mm-hmm. a big thing that people don't realize that mm-hmm. like you're, you're, you're still giving, like when you're pregnant, yes, you're, you're housing mm-hmm. your body to yeah. grow another human. You're, mm-hmm. you're, you know, you're, you're giving your body. Right? Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, there's a lot of that. And right. breastfeeding, it's not totally, mm-hmm. you're not totally pregnant, but yeah, you're, yeah. you're doing a lot with your body for sure. Right. And yeah, and I think that for me personally, that's the difference of like, okay, if I want to grow this human, the only way that I can do it right now, um, if I want to grow this human is for this, you know, human to be inside of me. If I want to feed this human, I have choices. And so, um, you know, I don't have to choose to sacrifice my body for the continued growth of this human for yet another year if I don't need to or I don't want to. Yeah, that's basically it. Absolutely. Well, I also saw this quote, which also really resonated with me um, on your page. And you said wanting to stop breastfeeding is enough reason to stop. Can you elaborate mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, absolutely. The The reason I posted this is because I have felt this desire in myself, as well as, you know, have heard it constantly since I started my page of women who want to, or feel like they need to justify why they're using formula. 
Yeah. And, you know, anything from, oh, well, I had mastitis seven times and, or I had an abscess or I need to be on a medication for X, Y, Z and it's not compatible or, um, you know, I have insufficient glandular tissue or whatever else. And those are perfectly reasonable reasons, um, to not breastfeed, Mm -hmm. but I want women to know that they don't need a quote, reasonable reason. They don't Mm -hmm. need, um, to have some, some reason other than the fact that they don't want to do it and that they don't want to breastfeed is a perfectly valid reason to not breastfeed. Um, I think sometimes in order to sort of assuage some of the guilt or some of the shame, we as moms tend to feel like we have to explain ourselves um, to others or even to ourselves for, for some of the choices that we make. And I want to empower empower parents to say, no, like, this is the choice that works for me. This is the choice that works for my family. It's a safe choice. It's a healthy choice. It's a valid choice. And I don't need a reason other than that. Um, I think we would all feel a little bit more free if we believe that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, this is a sidestep. This is another Mm -hmm. question that I didn't write down, but I, it made me think of it. Um, What, and I think you've done a post on this too. I think some what some people struggle with in regards to the giving a reason. Um, mm-hmm. What some people struggle with is like telling family members or telling mm-hmm. friends. It, what the, well, do you have yeah. any advice on like how to tell people mm-hmm. that you're now formula feeding? Should you even tell people that yeah. you know like that whole side of it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I have I have lots of thoughts, lots of advice. So the biggest <laughs> one is that you don't have to tell anybody if you don't want to. Yeah. I mean, you can bring formulas good after it's prepared for two hours at room temperature. You can make your bottle at home, stash it in your bag. You can pretend it's breast milk. If, if you feel comfortable doing that, you don't have to tell anybody how you're feeding your baby. Just like you don't have to tell anybody if you had a C-section or not, you don't have to tell anybody if you have an epidural, Um, you know, these are all personal choices. You don't owe anybody that information. However, I do think that when we don't talk about formula feeding, it, it can perpetuate that sort of stigma that it's something to be ashamed of. Um, And it also perpetuates the incorrect belief that no one that you know is formula feeding, even though the statistics say that, in fact, the majority of people you know are formula feeding. So um, it's totally within, you know, a mom's right to not say anything. But um, I want to empower women to feel like they can talk about it without being ashamed. And so um, I like to give a couple of sort of, standard answers for what, what I would say, or, or, you know, little sound bites that I have used. Um, one of which is we've actually decided to use formula and it's going great. And just sort of, you know, that's the end. (laughs) There's no question. There's no, there's no anything else. Um, you know, more nuanced could be after talking with our providers and really thinking through what would work best for our family. We've decided to use formula and we really appreciate your support of that decision. Yeah. Um, things like that. Um, even just, you know, Hey, we've decided to keep our feeding choices private because you know, that's, we're doing what works for us. And we don't think that it's a a point of public discussion. I realized that's it. Um, that it's, you know, it's, it's hard. And I've talked a lot, especially with my sister about this. I have a twin sister who has kids the same age as mine. And so we talk about this stuff all the time, but, um, I think part of it is that our our society is so focused on jobs in terms of small talk, like, oh, what do you do? 
Mm-hmm. That when women are on maternity leave, people don't know what else to talk about other than uh, how are you feeding your baby and is your baby sleeping? Yeah. Um, and, you know, both of those conversation, conversations are kind of fraught. And so mm-hmm. um, I think my crusade on a bigger level is trying to, to figure out how we can teach people to talk to new parents without asking about if they're, if they're breastfeeding or how they're feeding or how their birth went or whatever yeah. else. You know, what yeah. else can we talk about that's supportive um, and not uh, not that personal? Unless a mom yeah. wants to talk about it. And, you know, if you want to volunteer that information, that's great. But I know yeah. I personally have had situations where I have felt sort of like um, accosted in a sense by, by yeah. questions from random people at the grocery store. And I'm like, yeah. I don't know. you. I don't think I need to have this conversation about, you know, my boobs right now. <laughs> so, right, right. Yeah, like, uh, this is not a need to know conversation. <laughs> love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. Well, Mallory, let's talk a little, let's finish up and talk about you. So you yeah. offer personalized support for parents mm-hmm. looking to switch to formula. Can mm-hmm. you tell us a little more about what you do over there at the formula mom and mm-hmm. what are common, some, maybe some common problems that you can help mm-hmm. parents out with? Yeah, Absolutely. So I offer a couple of services. I have a a Formula 101 handbook, which is a downloadable PDF that has just basic, um, easy to read, comprehensive instructions for formula feeding successfully. So that's, I mean, anything from how I choose a formula and how you prepare formula safety and storage and, and all sorts of that stuff. So that's available. And then I do work with parents one-on-one on on formula recommendations. And this started number one, because I was getting a lot of requests for it, but also number two, Uh, um, the information that parents were getting elsewhere, whether that was the internet or their lactation consultant or their pediatrician or whatever, um, was not always the, the most unbiased information because we know that mm. formula companies partner with practices and with hospitals, for um, wow. for contracts and to provide samples and everything else. And yeah. also, um, you know, all of those providers, whether it's a nurse in the hospital or your pediatrician or whoever else, um, they aren't specialists in formula. And so, you know, they might provide whatever information they have, but they're not likely to be trained explicitly on formula. And so because of that, I think um, a lot of parents are frustrated with feeling like, okay, I could ask so-and-so, but I don't know if if they really know anything more than I know or anything more than Google knows or whatever else. And so um, I created my personalized formula rec option um, so that I could just sort of walk parents through the process that, that I look for, which goes through identifying those priorities that we talked about earlier. So what are the needs of your baby? What are your values? What's important to you in a formula? Here are some recommendations that fit what your baby needs and what you need. And it's been really helpful, I think, for a, a lot of families because they want to feel like their thoughts and feelings about the formula their baby uses really matters. And that's yeah. a piece I think that's been missing um, in terms of, you know, where else you might get a recommendation for what formula to use. Is that sort of personalized piece of, you know, this is what's important to you and we can find you a formula that uses or that meets that priority. Yeah, I love it. Well, can you remind our listeners where they can find you on social media mm-hmm. and your website, where they can they can uh, get your help if they need it? Yes, absolutely. So I am on TikTok and Instagram at the Formula Mom, 
And then my website is www.theformulamom.com. And on my website, you can find um, a link to a free download, which has my general recommendations for formulas based on different categories, sensitive formulas, mm -hmm. gentle formulas, new babies, all of that. Um, and then also on my website, I've got all my favorite formula feeding products, which is also has been such a hit with my followers. Just, you know, oh, my good. favorite things to make formula feeding easier in the middle of the night or while you're traveling or whatever else. So that's there are so many things that can make it easier. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Um, and then also um, my store where you can purchase a personalized formula rack bundle or uh, you can set up a digital consult. Awesome. Awesome. And for those wondering, Mallory's first episode was episode 22 on the Mommy Labor Nurse yes. podcast. If you want to go back and listen to her, mm -hmm. be here on the first time and talk about her um, journey with postpartum depression, you can do that. Episode yeah. 22. Yeah. Well, awesome. So much of, of my formula. Yeah thoughts and feelings were tied up in my postpartum depression. So yeah. I continue to recommend that episode to everybody constantly too. Cause I'm like, this is what you need to know about me. It's all in that episode. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I know. I love that. And then I love the TikTok that you shared um, mm -hmm. about your journey. That is just, yeah. that resonated a lot with me. I, mm -hmm. and a lot of my, when I shared it with my viewers too. So, yeah. well, Mallory, thank you so much for coming on. Yes. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Are you looking for birth education? Did you know that I have two fabulous birth courses that are super affordable? Well, I do. Head over to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast to take a short quiz to see which birth class is for you. When you purchase either birth course, you'll have full access to it forever. And that means it will never expire and you can access it throughout any stage of your pregnancy or for any subsequent pregnancies that you have. You'll also gain free access to my Facebook group, linked to the class where you can ask questions about your pregnancy, share your birth story after you give birth, read other people's birth stories, and get to know other members who are in the course. There is also a money-back guarantee, so if you are at all unsatisfied with your purchase, please, please send me an email at hello at mommylaborers.com for a full refund. There's really no risk to signing up, and I promise you will learn a ton about what's to come when you give birth. As a listener of this podcast, you automatically get 20% off any purchase if you use the code PODCASTLISTENER. I've had tons of moms just like you enter these birth courses and have fabulous, wonderful, empowering births because they feel so much more educated about what's to happen. So if you are at all curious about birth education, again, I encourage you to go to mommylabornurse.com slash podcast and use the code podcast listener to save 20%. All right, so that is it for this episode of the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast. You probably follow me on Instagram because that's probably where you came from. But if you don't, head over to Instagram and follow me at mommy.labornurse for more. That is certainly where I am most active. I also now have a separate Instagram for just this podcast. So I encourage you to follow my second account at mommylabornurse.podcast as well if you want podcast updates. Again, that is at mommylabornurse.podcast. As always, you guys know that I also have a website where I have tons of articles all about pregnancy, birth, breastfeeding, 
newborn stuff, and more at www.mommylabornurse.com. I want to hear more from you on how much you love this episode of the podcast or how you think I can improve. So leave me a comment on one of my pictures, send me a DM, or send me an email with all the love. All right, guys, I will see you same time, same place next week. This summer, dive into the many cools of San Antonio. Because as soon as the temperature rises, so does the fun, the flavors, the excitement, and the many cool things that make our city the perfect summer getaway destination. Come keep cool with amazing pools at the best hotels, refreshing adventures both indoor and outdoor, inspiring history and culture, culinary wonders, and the hottest nights of your life at the coolest spots in Texas. To plan the coolest summer vacation, dive in to visitsanantonio.com slash summer.